Sit back, relax. You're on board the Daily Sports Express. We're making our stops on everything you need to know about today in sports with your conductor and host, Jason Saltzman. It is June 11th. That's right, June 11th. You're on board the Daily Sports Express. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! about five hours sleep in the past two days so plan on doing this show and then passing out so if I ramble I'm sorry but I am going to do some rambling it's all going to be NBA it's going to be fun I've had a lot of thoughts over the past month that I haven't been able to get out especially over the past two weeks now at the Warriors and Cavaliers it's finally reality as bad as that regular season was and as bad as that postseason was this is worth it. It's worth it. I don't know as a Cleveland Cavaliers fan if it's worth it, but as a Warriors fan, it definitely is. And, uh, you know, here we go crowning them again before they actually win. And wouldn't that be something? That put LeBron in Jordan territory. Before the NBA Finals, it was, oh, you know, is Jordan and LeBron on the same page? And it can be, you know, I don't think people that say LeBron is better than Jordan or on the, even at the same level, I don't call them crazy. I don't give it to LeBron yet. I tell you, if LeBron were to win this year, beating the best team of all time two years in a row, you know, that's what we're telling us. Last year, we did the same thing, which bothers me as a Warrior fan and scares me, is last year, when the Warriors were up 3-1, it was, man, this is one of the best teams I've ever seen. And it was. And then they lost. They're still one of the best teams I've ever seen. And then that team added Kevin Durant. And they're even better. And they're up 3-0. And then look what the Cavs did to him in Game 4. So if LeBron James were to come back down 3-1 last year and then 3-0 this year to one of the elite teams of all time, yeah, you know, I would give him a ton. That earns me a bunch of brownie points on my list. That really, really helps his case to be Jordan. When you measure the two, and I don't want to go deep into it, but when you measure the two, it's like, Jordan is put on a pedestal because if you ever had to write the pretty career, the most beautiful way to go out in Chicago, to never lose in the finals, never get to a game seven, uh, to be the scoring champion and this fantastic slam dunk god, and then to come with the marketing and the shoes, it's it's a story you can't beat. So when people really try to go at Jordan, are they going at this perfect, I mean, besides the Wizards, but who cares? I mean, that just, that doesn't seem to hold much negative. There's an obvious disconnect once he's out of Chicago. Anyhow, it's hard when you're LeBron at three and four, three and five in the finals, four and four, three and five to, it's hard for anyone. Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal. Am I wrong to put LeBron there? It's hard for Magic and Bird at this point when we have this conversation to compete with that legacy because they were all more mediocre in the finals or they, they weren't 6-0 and and their dad didn't die mid-career and uh, I believe he got murdered, this tragic thing and then he didn't go play baseball for a year and a half or two years. So it, it's just impossible to beat that. Uh, if LeBron goes down only winning three titles, all right, well, there's other guys in the conversation that were just as epic in their time. The game has definitely evolved. I want to get into the Cavs. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, and LeBron James. They did get help on in game four. 
but they set the tone in all four games. They've played pretty well. Kyrie had semi bad game two. I mean, he, he, he definitely does things. He creates for himself, which is good. It was also a bad thing a couple of those games, but when he can go out and get you 40 points, he was the difference last year. He really was. LeBron's great, but he can't do it on his own. Kyrie Irving was the difference last year. <laughs> Kevin Love goes out, has 20-something rebounds in game one. He has a really good game two scoring. He's been there the whole series. I think it's hard to say, okay, if, if talk before game four is, well, we got to, what, what can we do to make the Cavs better? Can we bring a free agent? Who's the trade piece? The trade piece is Kevin Love. Uh, at this point, do you want to get rid of Kevin Love? You made three NBA straight finals. You dominate the Eastern Conference. You didn't lose a game in the postseason this year. You've, beat, you've been king of the castle three years in a row in the Eastern Conference with Kevin Love. If you get rid of him, are you getting someone that really makes the team that much better, that much more dominant? It's not a sure thing. I mean, unless you go out and get Carl Anthony Towns or Anthony Davis from one of those guys, and Kevin Love's not worth that. Do you really just blow it up? But that was the talk after Game 3. Now we're in Game 4. I kind of like I'm doing the show here on a Sunday, so before any of the weekend talk has come out, some picked up on much other stuff. So moving on, Cavs look very impressive in Game 4. I give a lot of the credit to Kyrie, Kevin Love. Obviously, the role players create great. And then, of course, LeBron James. I don't want to say, of course, the guy has is, is played his, his best basketball this NBA Finals. I mean, I, I don't remember him. This is it. This is the peak LeBron James, and it's he's 32. So he, I mean, th- to me, this is, I mean, he, he's hitting threes with ease. He's doing whatever he wants, and unfortunately, the Warriors, for him and the Cavs, uh, the Warriors have too much. LeBron even came out. I mean, they just have so much firepower. I agree. I still think the Warriors win the championship, and again, if they don't, that's why I just give so. LeBron goes so much higher in my book because I didn't think any way they win it last year. It had never been done a great against this great Warrior team. Um, I know it's the whole Draymond Green doesn't get ejected, but you know what? Draymond Green's actually pissing me off right now as a Warrior fan. It's like, dude, stop it. He, he's almost overly being a loud mouth. I know he's, that's his thing, but I don't remember this. And maybe he's just that passionate about this, but you gotta rein it in. And I know, I mean, he had a good... I listened to a piece about him saying, you know, I, I'm, I wasn't raised to have someone walk over me. And, and all right, so he holds to it, and he said if he had to do the same thing, if, if, it, if it's him that lost the series, he takes ownership of it. You know, I enjoyed what he said. Is he being, what if it costs him two championships? Is it still worth it? I will say, you see Kevin Durant chippy out there and talking for himself. You see Steph Curry constantly running his mouth. The Warriors... There's definitely chatter out there. And then you have the whole Zasha Pachulia thing where from one angle, it does look like he's throwing a punch towards the guy's nuts. But then if you look at it from the other angle, it more looks like he's going to shove him away. Just get off me. Uh, and it happens to be in that region. If you flip it around to the other angle, but the reason I mention that is because he's not getting suspended. He's not getting no repercussions for anything from game four which I found very interesting. And I think that the refs in the league are playing this one. They're letting them play physical. They didn't throw out Draymond Green in game four. No ejection. One technical less for him. I think that they're playing this one like, fuck, last year, 
this epic rivalry was tampered with let's not do it this year let's give them as much freedom but this freedom might cost Draymond and the Warriors because who knows maybe a, ca- a Cavalier will snap but the guy that's going to snap is Draymond Green it's pissed me off as a Warrior fan so just chill out you guys are good enough without that stuff to beat the Cavs I don't know if everyone else agrees but with without that I mean just leave it out the door Tristan Thompson another big difference dude has to rebound he averaged double doubles in the last two years of the finals and he was nowhere to be found on the court in game one two and three he was lost don't play Darren Williams I thought that was a good signing and now it's just like nope leave him on the bench should, should be a great game five that's Monday night oh boy if it goes to game six as a warrior fan of course you're nervous i'm not nervous at all right now but if you don't go home and clean up at game five and the Cavs somehow get that momentum now it's going back to cleveland for game six and all you have to do is then this is, you've seen this dance i still don't think they have enough even but i would be i would be nervous if it if they make the series three two i mean i still think the warriors but i would be nervous i have i don't have to be nervous during the game i was disgusted by game four turned some of it off read about it watched the highlights i watched most of it enough to know that the cavaliers look really really good oh buddy cavaliers team's great 12 and 1 going into the nba finals and then all of a sudden they're down 0-3 for the war to the warriors so i think the Cavs. i do think this is one of the best teams i've ever seen i'll be shocked if the warriors don't win the finals they were already a 73 win team. They were already in game seven in the NBA Finals and won the previous year. And then you add Kevin Durant, getting rid of some of the weaker pieces. And you add Kevin Durant. So, yeah, this is. I mean, and the way Kevin Durant meshes with them, it's a beautiful thing to watch. I mean, they are so not selfish, no arguing. Everyone's got each other's back. They're always high fiving. And just the offensive flow and, and defensively Durant's playing at a level he's never played before. Fun to watch. And uh, again, I'll be shocked, but at least they're making it interesting. Right now it's, now it's, uh, I didn't think they'd lose game four. I thought the Warriors would really just sweep it up. Draymond needs to knock it off. I want to talk about as bad as a postseason as it was. Bad as a regular season as it was. Again, this is just worth it. And the one thing we could complain or I could complain about certain aspects of the NBA, but what you get in the NBA that you don't get in the major sports, NFL, MLB, even the NHL, you get the best rivalries in the NBA because you have things like this that happen. This is the third year these teams have met. LeBron's been in the NBA Finals six, seven, seven years in a row he's become either a hero or a villain in the 2000s it was the Kobe Bryant Shaquille O'Neal Lakers or the San Antonio led Tim Duncan Spurs led by Tim Duncan and you know all the different pieces before and after from David Robinson to Manu Ginobili to Kawhi Leonard and Greg Popovich that was it great rivalry happy to be a, a part of it in the 90s jordan ran things in the the 80s it was the lakers nine champ nine western conference championships versus the celtics 
Pistons work their way in there. You get some great rivalries. I mean, you can nail the two or three teams that just epic decades. Where in the NFL, eh, what, the, the Patriots and Giants have played each other twice in the Super Bowl in the past 20 years. Uh, Seahawks were in there a couple times. You know, it's just, it's, it's not the same. Baseball's the same thing. You don't get these teams meeting and meeting and meeting. And I know the Lakers and Spurs, it was a Western Conference thing, but those were the best two teams in the league. I mean, that's it. The Eastern Conference, when the by the time the Lakers or Spurs got there, it was, it was a wrap. And so it just so happens to be the Cavs are in the East and the Warriors are in the West, or the Lakers of the 80s were in the West and the Cavs were in the East, or Celtics, excuse me, were in the East. In the 2000s, it wasn't that way. The Spurs and the Lakers were the, the best two teams in town. So we get great rivalries out of it. I'm enjoying this rivalry. I see no reason why they shouldn't meet four years in a row. Did the Celtics beef up? Possibly. Speaking of the Celtics, I do think the game has evolved. Even in the time I've watched it, probably even in the past decade. The transition was maybe five or six years ago. The, it's not even, I don't want to say it's just a three-point shot, although guys, three-point shots are incredible but i am watching the warriors and Cavs, two best teams but it's also the, just the athleticism the quickness it's just a quicker game now and just look at how much how little you see actual posting up there's not actual guys in the game just to post you know if demarcus cousins or davis or, or who are we watching in this series Julia, kevin love they have a post game. Some don't. Kevin Love, uh, but they have an outside shot. Durant's seven foot. In another era, maybe Durant's Akeem Olajuwon. Too skinny, I know. Yeah, Manu Bull. In another era, it's different. You don't have seven two Porzingis doing what he can do, even ten years ago let alone 20 or 30 years ago. And I think every decade's a little different. And then the, the rules change. They can go with that as well. But the players do get quicker and faster. And it seems like I watch a lot of boxing and they're more technical and the training is precise and you add computers and the best scout, just the best everything, the best nutrition. I mean, the pat, think how much, how far we've come and well, now I'm just going to ramble about stupid stuff. But really, I mean, the athletes are just... The proof is in the pudding. I don't need to sell it to anybody. And the NBA athlete is fine-tuned. And yes, I do consider this Warrior team. And now, especially, they're doing this against LeBron James in his peak. With good players around him. I don't love some of those players, but J.R. Smith proved last year by winning a championship. And in Game 4... Man, it's almost like they go the way of Smith. If he can hit those shots, they have everyone else's in place. They need one other guy, and it's not Kyle Korver. At least he's shown me that so far this finals. Boy, oh boy. So, anyhow, Celtics. I'm getting all this change because the league has changed. And then my mind goes and thinks, all right, I'm going to pick one player. And this, I don't know why this guy popped in my head. Probably because he's white, and I was thinking about the Lakers and Celtics, but... Also, he's a great shooter, and he's clutch. Who is Larry Bird in today's game? Like, I was thinking about point guards, all right, and from in the 2000s that I watched 
in my late teens, early 20s, when I was just, you know, basketball every night. The guys are way quicker now. Guys like John Wall and Kyrie Irving and Curry. I mean, these the point guards of today, those point guards are in bad shape. And there is a ton of those point guards. Damian Lillard. And I'm, I'm, I'm not... I don't have them all written down, but just think, I mean, there are those point guards all across the league. Russell Westbrook. I mean, let's keep going. Another one will pop in shortly. They are everywhere. Now I'm just thinking about these other point guards. Oh, hopefully you've got a couple in your head. You can let me know later. Say, oh yeah, I did not say this guy. Because there's that many. I'm sure I'm leaving off three or four. Anyhow, where does Larry Bird, finally, where does he fit? Who is he in the NBA right now? I mean, is he a J.J. Reddick, Kyle Korver type? Really, really good shooter. Count on him. I thought, of course not. That's not giving Bird the same credit. Is he Dirk? And again, I say, of course not. And not because Dirk's seven foot something. Larry Bird couldn't dunk. Or if he could, he did it less than a handful of times. I mean, you can't compare the two. It's not fair. Bird had more of that fire and edge and basketball is my one and all true love. I'm not saying Dirk's not that way. He, he willed that team to a championship, but Dirk was more of raw talent. I don't know. I mean, not that Bird wasn't, but it's like looks so easy for Dirk and Bird is making it happen. So I don't think I could put them. And then I said, another white guy popped in my mind, but Gordon Hayward. I think that's a good comp. I was curious. I just came up with some names. I was hoping you would let me know who you think. Either when we talk, hit me up on Facebook at the Daily Sports Express Facebook page. Let us know who is Larry Bird's comp. Who is he if he played in the NBA today? Who is Larry Bird? I mean, the game is just so fast. I mean, I thought like the 80s, man. They're not a Larry Bird. He's ahead of his time there. I mean, he's just great player in the 80s. But it's just a bunch of big white guys running down up down the court. He's like, man, it's a totally different game. There's no finesse beauty in it. That's the same thing I feel about boxing. It was just a bunch of guys slugging. It was not as technical as today. You watch these guys, and they are just doesn't get any sharper the athletes of today are it's just a different world out there all right well have fun watching game five i i do think the warriors will wrap it up i hope the warriors wrap it up because i'm i leave for portland on tuesday and i wanted to watch a game six and game seven my buddy up there after they're up 3-0 i'm like no 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 let's just finish this thing i'd feel even i don't i just want the championship if I go up there watching game six after we're up 3-0 and this is going to Cleveland, yeah, I'm nervous. This is, I mean, the games have been somewhat enjoyable. Game four, not, but it's not a must win. It's not even, you know, that's the one if you're going to let go. It makes sense. Anyhow, it's been fun doing the show. Really enjoyed it. I wish I didn't take so much time to get this one out there. And I hope to follow with more. However, I will be in Portland for the next two weeks, remainder of June. I always enjoy doing the show. I hope you enjoy listening. 
And finally, the NBA is relevant for the next few weeks and then going into the draft. And you know what? I'm going to give you some bonus take. Let's do five minutes because I've been dying to do this as well. Lakers get the number two pick. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, wow. I went to an Angel game that day. It was Mike Trout bobblehead night. I had a date. Didn't work out. Uh, good company. Her her brother, of all things, just got drafted in the NHL. He actually got drafted out of high school. Last two years been... Finally now, he's 19 or 20, and he will be on the roster. Make It was a good conversation. She was from New England. Bo- or excuse me, she was from Boston. So I got to learn about Boston, ask a bunch of East Coast stuff, but nah, it just wasn't a fit. But so anyhow, I was not home, which I've always been home for that the balls. In the last two years, it's went my way. And so I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to watch this. But it was also Mike Trout bobblehead day. I got the bobblehead. And, uh, oh, boy, we got the number two pick. And then right away, it's like in in L.A., all the talk in Lakerland is it's ball. I mean, it's ball. And now they're all working out for the Lakers. And so, okay, so maybe it went from ball from 90%. And not only is it ball, it's like that's who people want. I'm not as sold, but, yeah. Did well at UCLA. He's a 6'6 point guard. Uh, that's length. That means, you know, he can play beside just point guard more so on the defensive end. You know, a 6'6 player can guard the 1, 2, or 3, depending on how good a defender you are. The comp is Jason Kidd. He's bigger than Jason Kidd. And if he had the same shot as Jason Kidd, I'm not thrilled with that in today's NBA. But Jason Kidd is just one of those guards that's going to make things happen for the rest of the team. And there is a lot of young talent around. So, oh yeah, I mean, Jason Kidd's a great player. If you can have the ability to get a Jason Kidd, you get him. Absolutely. Uh, I'm not. I don't know if he's that. I think that this draft is pretty deep. I'm glad we have a pick in the 20s. Not the same team drafting anymore. So we did hit the last few years. Guys like Clarkson, Zubak, um, Larry Nance. So it'll be interesting to see if that. Those are obvious good players. I mean, those are guys that are you like coming. If nothing else, that is a strong bench. And Larry and Larry Nance is going to be more than that. And Clarkson, great scorer. More so ice, you know, the, the ISO guy. He also makes things happen for him, but his defense is lacking. You can't have him out there on the court with other guards, per se, because it's just, they're, you know, Russell and Clarkson don't work. Just like, you know, I give a lot of credit to the Warriors. I'm just going to go there real quick. They had to get rid of Monta Ellis a while back. And that's when Steph Curry was there, and they just couldn't play together. They were scoring a ton, but they couldn't play defensive. And this was they were sold on Curry. This is when Curry had glass ankles and broke, could miss two seasons basically. And they still they saw it in Curry, and then they did great drafting. And then you know, so let's do it with the Lakers. Let these guys get two or three years under their belt more, age a little, get into their early to mid twenties, and create that same chemistry. Luke Walton. I mean, that, that's what I'm hoping for as a Laker fan. I don't expect it overnight. And there's there's trade opportunity here. There's a lot the Lakers could do with that number two pick. You can go get Ball. You can go get a couple of these other guys, uh, Jackson. And I doubt uh, Markel Fultz will fall. You know, I think he'll go one to the Celtics. Uh, so I'm just happy we have the pick. It's another asset. It's another talent. I expect Brandon Ingram to be a baller out of all the guys, and I'm a huge Julius Randle fan coming into the NBA. He's way too hot or cold. you got to be more consistent. You have to be a little more – he gets a little out of control with his dribble. He's a good good dribbler, but sometimes he gets a little too excited. And 
<sighs> he doesn't have a ton of moves. His shot's not the best. He's a great rebounder, but he's just too inconsistent. So he has to show me a little more. Clark, uh, Russell, take on Russell real quick. Is He's obviously, I'm not sold on Russell. I really don't like his quote-unquote swag. Some guys pull it off better than others. He just seems kind of like, I don't know. I could be definitely wrong about him. There's guys in the Lakers organization. Mike Tradello still out of loves D'Angelo Russell. Anyhow, I've seen enough talent there to know that, all right, he is definitely worth keeping and he could be really good. I've also seen enough. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. I'm not sold on him. Uh, but I have seen enough to say, you know, I'm not a big D'Angelo Russell guy, but I've seen enough talent there to say, okay, but don't just get rid of him because that might be a mistake. But the whole, you know, I just think he has, he's young. That's it. And I do think it says something that Nick Young was able to come back that whole season and the beef be squashed. You know, everything was all good. So it was, you know, a lot we could do with the second pick. Very happy we have the second pick. My take on the youngsters, Brandon Ingram has the body that is, you can't teach. And you'd say that you'd say that about the seven foot, you know, two eighty guy, and this guy's, you know, six eleven, six ten, buck seventy if he's lucky. But that's the Kevin Durant body. That's and there's just not that many bodies out there. I don't think he's quite seven foot, but he has this tall length, you know, Anthony Davis type. And he, towards the second half of the season, he started realizing, man. I heard an interview. He said that just all these other guys attack all the time. Watch the best offense. But he got to go up against some defense and he would be playing some the LeBrons of the when he was out there. He realized that you know, James Harden, these guys, they were attacking all the time. Not sometimes, all the time. And he kind of showed that more in the same half. He, he, I've only seen one season of him. Less exposure to him, so maybe that's it. I think they're worth advancing. I think Larry Nance is a special player. Whether it's off the bench as one of the best players coming off the bench in the league. He can do it on offense and defense. He's very explosive. He has the knack for being where he has this Robert Corey S quality about him where he's going to hit a big shot. I can't put him up there with Rob. And it's true. I just couldn't know that really. But I, he's going to hit the, he's going to be consistent. He's going to play defense. He, he can play defense. He has a long, big enough body to do that. Uh, and he just has those intangibles. Robert Corey has the intangibles, a charge here, a steal here, a good defensive play, a good screen, a good save. I think I mentioned every young guy there. Obviously, I don't want Dang. 
Sometimes I wonder if Clarkson should be the starting point guard and Russell coming off the bench. Russell is got way more upside than Clarkson at this point. Enjoy game five of the finals. I hope I get to it before the NBA draft. I know it's shortly after the finals. Enjoy the finals. Enjoy the draft. Go Warriors, go Lake Show. Hey, McMenamin, ESPN, LeBron, whether it's adversity or desperation or intensity, do this group, as we've seen the last couple of years, seems to always respond to it. What is in your guys' makeup that allows you to, to only have that really come out in these situations? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't like it. <laughs> it causes too much stress, man. I'm stressed out. Uh, keep doing this every year. Uh, but listen, at the end of the day, we just got some resilient guys. Uh, I mean, the Warriors have championship DNA, and we do as well. And, uh, you know, we battle-tested. They're battle-tested. And, uh, you know, just you know, getting swept is uh, something that you never want to, you know, happen. You know, and uh, you know, especially at this point, you get all the way to the, to the finals. You, you know, you, you know, hate to get swept, lose two games on your home floor. So I think a lot of guys had that in their mind today. And, uh you know, they came out and played like it. And a quick follow-up. Um, physically, are you okay? We saw you getting some treatment after the game. Uh, I'll be all right on Monday. I'll be all right on Monday. Scott up front. LeBron, Scott Sargent, WFNY. A couple of years back, obviously, Andy was kind of that spark plug energy-wise. How different is it now when Tristan can play the game that he was able to play tonight versus the last three games from a – just a collective team-wide energy standpoint. <clears throat> I mean, he's a big piece of our puzzle. I mean, we all know that. I mean, he's been huge for our success the last three years, and uh, they did a go- they've done a great job of, uh, you know, putting him in the game plan, you know, and neutralizing what he does best, and that's offensive rebound and and uh, giving us extra possessions. And, you know, it's been very tough on him in this, in this final so far. Um, but he didn't get down on himself. I mean, he came through uh, when we needed him the most. You know, and uh, and I was tonight getting ten rebounds and also dishing out five assists, so uh, it was big time. He's a professional, but you've referred to him before as your little brother. Have you had any talks with him over the last three games after any sort of frustration or struggles in regard to being ready for a game four? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, I'm not here to tell you guys what I've been talking to him about or what I, but he know what I expect out of him. You know, and um, you know, like I said tonight, he. You know, when we needed the most, he was there. Joe, fourth row and left. Joe Vargan, Cleveland.com. LeBron, after game three being such a letdown, did you have to work into believing that something like tonight was possible? And if you did, when when did you get to that point? No, I didn't have to work into believing it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I had the same game day ritual. and I slept great last night. I came to shoot around, got my work in. I went home, took my usual pregame nap, got up, ate my pregame food, came to work. I, I wasn't, I didn't feel anything actually. I was just excited about the moment. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you come to work and you you put it into work and you study the game for myself and you, you know, you just you do everything to put yourself in a position to succeed. I mean, it's no reason to. You know, to uh, add any more pressure to it, um, and I'm not saying it was a result of a win because I've done the same thing for a long time now. But 
Uh, for myself, just being able to just stay even keel no matter the situation is, I mean, I think it's good for our ball club. Fourth row over here. Uh, LeBron, LeBron, Michael Bevin with the Akron Beacon Journal. Um, this game lasted almost three hours, and you had a triple-double. Um, Where you at? Over here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this game was, I mean, it had a little bit of everything. Do you feel as emotionally and mentally drained as you did the last game when you guys lost? Uh, I'm about there. I'm about there, and uh, that lets me know that I did what I was supposed to do when I'm emotionally and physically drained at the end of a finals game. And if I'm not, then I didn't do what I was supposed to do. So um, that would be uh, two games in a row uh, where I felt like that, and um, you know, now I got to get my mind ready. Um, you know, once again. Front row here. Valeria Rubino, Viaggio Sport. LeBron, the NBA life means a lot of traveling. Do you have a particular routine on the plane? How do you maximize your rest? Um, well, I mean, it's a quite a long flight going out west, and so you know, we try to get a little bit of sleep. I try to get a little bit of sleep, and then I get up and get treatment on the plane and um, you know, just get my body um, as much treatment as I can on the plane. And uh, you know, so, you know, get a couple hours of rest. Obviously, it's going to be probably not too it won't be a long uh it won't be easy for me to sleep tonight just because i'm so you know still going on with the game and things of that nature and you know my body not feeling as great but you know i'll be be fine tomorrow how did your approach to the game and your silo play evolve between the first final you played in and this one uh i stunk in the first finals i don't stink anymore Last three, Robert, Michael here, and then on the left side. Uh, Robert Letow, Black Sports Online. Um, Kyrie was in here, and he said that uh, he always is looking at social media. He says he sees everything you've talked about uh, a, a lot of times about how you're past that. You don't listen to critics and everything. Do you talk to your teammates when all of this stuff is kind of floating around about curses and calves and seven tweets that, you know, kind of go viral on social media about kind of pushing that stuff away? Nah, I don't. I don't see it. So it's all, I can't talk to my teammates about it because I don't see it um, unless one of the guys bring it to me uh, either as a joke or something they want me to see. But I don't it don't it don't go. I don't have notifications on my phone. Um, I don't have none of the apps on my phone right now. So I can't even like click on it and accidentally click. On, I don't I don't I don't get involved in that, man, because I'm like I know like I'm like every other mention, you know, when I play. And I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't like it, man. Because people just be talking like people talk crazy, man. I'm gonna leave it at that, <laughs> so I know better. On the left side, on the second row, and then over here, Michael. Hello, from LA Sports China. Uh, LeBron, tonight's game was so physical and also dramatic. How did you guys make it to focus on basketball and not to be distracted and especially keep the lead? Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, the game is supposed to be played physically. And, um, you know, it's both teams want to, uh, you know, put themselves in the record books, you know, put themselves in basketball history, you know. So you try to do whatever it takes to win, uh, you know, and I think both teams definitely, you know, trying to do that from game to game. Michael, last question over here. LeBron, Michael Grange from Sportsnet in Toronto. Uh, just your reaction to that first quarter, first half, both record setting. I mean, you came within a free throw of 50 for a quarter and 80, whatever it was, at half. I mean, did you have a minute to 
think about what was going on? No, you, you can't. Well, first of all, you, if you take a minute to see what's going on versus team, they hit you with a 50-point quarter. There's no, you can't. You know, it was just, we were just playing in the moment. And, uh, you know, we were just playing good basketball. We was in attack mode. And um, it results in us having 49. The reason we hit 50 is because I can't shoot a free throw. So, but I'd be better in game five. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, LeBron. Mr. Cleveland, start this one.